she's your millennial coach obsessed with helping you be the best version of yourself. Join her as she shares tips and the best strategies about self-love, personal development, career, finance, and so much more to help guide you through your career and your life. Welcome to Millennial Coach with Insaf Daniels. everyone welcome back to a new episode i'm so excited to have you join me if you are new welcome i'm here to help guide you through your career and your life if you are returning welcome back thank you so much for joining me once again in today's episode i hope you are doing amazing i hope you've been having an amazing day an amazing morning whenever it is that you are listening to this episode If you are not feeling amazing, that's also okay. I want you to know that it is fine. And just for this moment, just lay all your problems, just put it out, put it on me, put it out into the sky. Just let go for this moment that you are listening to this episode. Just take a a deep breath in and let's just, you know, put all our problems out there let's for this moment our problems do not exist all right so before starting the episode i just want us to take a moment to do some breathing if you have not taken a moment to breathe today then let's get into it we are going to start with box breathing so we are going to breathe in for three hold for three breathe out for three and then hold for three again okay so it's like basically a square All right, so let's breathe in and hold and out and hold. Okay, great. If you want to do that one more time, that is perfectly fine. You can do it three times, four times, however many times you would like. All right, so in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Zoom fatigue. And why exactly you feel drained after video calls. I realized this um, actually a few weeks ago. I always wondered why is it that Zoom calls take so much energy from me. Even the ones that you don't really feel that you are contributing a lot to. But it really does still take energy. And especially I realized on Fridays when I have meetings on Fridays. Which I usually do every week. By the end of that meeting at like 4.30, I am so, so out of it. Um, And I always wondered why, because my in-person meetings on Fridays were not that bad. I didn't feel like, oh, it's, you know, the the day could be over and I just want to lie in my bed. So I actually just came out of a three-hour meeting now. Can you believe it? A meeting for three hours? It's crazy, right? Um, And... Once I came out of that meeting, I really realized that I need to share this with you guys because I didn't feel drained after that meeting because I came across this article by ideas.ted.com, which I will link in the show notes for you to have a look at. And I did one of the things that they recommended, I think it was from this article, and that really, really helped me not feel exhausted after this three-hour Zoom call. 
So many of us working from home, you know, has it has meant that we're spending a lot of times, a lot of time on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Skype, whatever it is that you are using to communicate. Um, and, you know, our brains can only do so many things consciously at once because we have limited working memory in contrast we can process much more information unconsciously as we do with body languages so meeting online increases our cognitive load because several of its features take up a lot of conscious capacity all right so how are zoom meetings different from in-person meetings Firstly, we miss out on a lot of nonverbal communication. So our feelings and attitudes are largely conveyed, conveyed by nonverbal signatures such as facial expressions, the tone and pitch of our voice, gestures, postures, and the distance between communicators. In a face-to-face -face meeting, we process these cues largely automatically, and we can still listen to the speaker at the same time. But on video chat, we need to work harder to process nonverbal cues. Paying more attention to, the, to these things consumes a lot of our energy. Also, in face-to-face -face -face meetings, we rely heavily on nonverbal cues to make emotional judgments, such as assessing whether a statement is credible. I'm not sure if you can relate to that. I definitely can. We automatically take in information such as is a person fidgeting, relying predominantly on verbal information to interfere other people's emotions is tiring for us on the Zoom calls. And then the second one is feeling anxious about our workspace um, in the event that it might look bad to your colleagues. So if you have a Zoom background on, what if that fails, you know, like leaving maybe your background that you were sitting at, at your house did not like look really great, or you're afraid that your cat might jump onto the PC or your kid might be shouting, you know? Um, so while you're on the Zoom call, you have that like stress as well going on. Then um, the, the third one is, says no water cooler catch up. So, in person, we often meet people on the way to a meeting or we catch up on issues um, before the meeting, before we go in and we get a coffee. And just simply relocating to a different room is energizing. But at home, we might just be working on a task and then we get into a Zoom without even taking breaks, which I think most of us are doing. So also, walking is known to improve creativity highlighting the importance of discussions while walking to meetings, moving around during the meeting and holding the now popular stand-up meetings. But we can't walk on Zoom calls, right? Um, and where we meet matters. The physical environment acts as a cognitive scaffold, so we attribute certain meanings to meeting rooms. And this subtly changes our behavior. This can anchor can include anchors to important topics such as creativity and problem solving. Also, when you're doing presentations on Zoom, it's it can be really awkward when there is that, you know, like even probably like a two-second quiet time. You're like, do people not like what I said? Or things may not come across. Um, you can't read 
people's facial expressions or their body language to tell how interested it is or how interested they are. Number four, looking at our own face is stressful. It says the heightened emphasis on facial cues and the ability to see oneself can also act as a stressor. Viewing our own negative facial expressions like anger and disgust can lead to more intense emotions than when viewing similar facial expressions in others. So it definitely is. So what I did today, I actually put my my screen off and I was listening. I was present in the entire meeting, but putting my my face off just really helped me with keeping a lot of my energy. Um, If it doesn't make sense, try it. You could still be contributing to the meeting, but not having to worry like the stress about like your background or um, yeah, what if someone walks past? Like what if you sneeze or what if you cough? Like how are you looking? You know, that type of thing. Then number five, are you listening or are you frozen? (laughs) Silence in real life conversation is important and creates a natural rhythm. But in video calls, silence makes you anxious about the technology even a 1.2 second delay in responding online made people perceive the person talking as less friendly or focused in addition frustration with people turning their microphones on and off lagging connections and background noise means the meeting really flows as smoothly the meeting i was in right now um two people they were talking at the same time and then they stopped and they're like, okay, you can go. But they, they continued doing that for like, I think probably three to four times until they actually came to a conclusion, like, all right, you go first. Um, and yeah, the, you know, when you are saying something to someone and then they, you didn't realize that they're frozen and then they, they fall off and eventually they come back on and you have to say that thing again. And it's maybe like, two minutes later or something like that um or you see the other person on a call quickly there's so many things that can be so distracting and while you maybe for example as a presenter it could take like your focus off um because I just feel like when people are in meeting rooms, they know that this is almost like a serious thing now. We are doing a project now or we are having a meeting about this thing now that they are more present than on zoom it's like you know you can't really see me on my phone you can't really see that um i'm like just like actually really chilling than sitting up attentively taking notes to what it is that you are saying so then it says but it's not all zoom and doom so on the upside social anxiety is positively correlated with feelings of comfort online So for people who dread physical meetings, meeting online might be a welcome respite. So yeah, it could, even doing like presentations on Zoom could be much easier for people than in person. And even though the increased focus on verbal information in video meetings can be mentally more draining, it might also have potential positive side effects by reducing biases due to social and emotional signals. For instance, certain physical factors such as hate, sorry, did I just say hate? I mean height are linked to social dominance, but these are 
factor, these factors are less apparent in video meetings, which could lead to increased emphasis on the merits of arguments. Okay, that's true. So how to reduce fatigue? I'm definitely going to do a full episode on this, but in the article, it says with predictions that the new workplace normal will be very different from the old ones. It seems like Zoom is here to stay. I definitely agree with that. However, there are a number of steps we can take to reduce the negative effects of online video meetings. Firstly, consider whether the meeting needs to happen in some cases, should... My rabbit is making a noise. In some cases, shared document platforms with detailed comments can reduce the, the need to meet. Limiting the number of Zoom meetings in a day can assist as well as using messages and emails. I think that maybe Teams is a really good thing for this because it's great for collaboration. Um, and then also different project management tools as well. And definitely reducing the number of Zooms per day. Some days I have six Zooms. Um, you know, and imagine that's like six hours uh, just in Zoom meetings. And then sometimes on the phone is better. On the phone, we can only have to concentrate on the voice and can walk around. Walking around can help thinking. So I really hope that this helped you to understand um, why it is that you are feeling exhausted after a Zoom call and that you are not alone. I will definitely be doing another episode on what it is that you can do to reduce Zoom fatigue more in depth to what it is that I had mentioned already. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know it was quite short. Um, I'll definitely do longer in-depth ones um, going forward, but I just thought that this was really, really important for me to share with you. So thank you so much for listening. Let me know if you have been feeling Zoom fatigue, if you were wondering why it is that you're feeling so jaded, but you just really, really didn't know. Um, you can connect with me, leave me a voice note, leave me a review. All the details are down in the show notes. Thank you so much. Until next time, I will see you in the next one. Uh, uh.